0: Hi, everybody. Hello.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: This is The Grid is for Squares. This
1: is a podcast called The Grid is for Squares. I'm Vince. I'm Amy. Um, and this podcast is about our journey towards building a sustainable off-the-grid property in California. We're originally both from the Midwest. Uh, Vince is from Wisconsin, and I'm from Minnesota. But we moved to California about,
0: oh, geez, God, seven six, years seven ago Seven years now. now. <laughs> Yeah, Um, we've lived in LA now for seven years and just kind of started to get a little restless with city living, uh, me in particular.
1: Yeah, Vince has always kind of wanted to live outside of the city and Mm kind of figure out a way to build his own, not just house, but, you know, whole homestead.
0: Yeah, I've done a lot of work in construction in my adult life Mm -hmm. um, and it gets a little disheartening, you know, having to work for other people and build their dreams and then at the same time seeing like we're building the same way we've built for hundreds of years and nothing right. really changes there. So um And the
1: world is only getting more and more screwed.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that was sort of the inspiration for yeah. us finding this off-grid property. Yeah,
1: I would say it's it's like twofold, right? It's a wanting to build our own thing, make our own thing, be in control of our own destiny, and b wanting to like be the change we want to see in the world, right? Like to be a part of a sustainability and thinking about how our choices affect the globe
0: yeah and i appreciate that you brought that to the table amy because i'm a very private person and for me you know the first and foremost goal was to like disengage from society from everything you know and love and just figure out your own shit Uh but i i think you've really helped me and a lot of people um inspired us to to do this, Aww. to try different ways and to share your journey with other people yeah, because I would we say, learn so much from each other. Yeah, say.
1: that's what I bring to the table, I would say more. Is, so I'm a writer and a podcast producer. Um, that's why LA, I, I came here to be a TV writer.
0: I wanted California and uh-huh. she tricked me. Saying, All right, LA's California, <laughs> you know. California.
1: Um, it is. <laughs> but I've always admired your dedication to environmentalism and to thinking about how your planet's how how your choices affect the planet
0: planet for the planet planet
1: for the planet um so yeah so that's what we're doing
0: who we are and what we do yeah
1: right now so Vince's mom moved to California a couple years before us actually um and currently in the pandemic she has been living with us she used to live up in Napa um but she lost her job after the pandemic began And so because we're all kind of working on this off the grid project together and all kind of throwing our lots in together and trying to save money together in the interest of those goals, she moved in with us in our one bedroom apartment in L.A. Uh, It's a little bit cozy, (laughs) but it's helping us uh, reach our goals. And of course, having a third person, a third set of hands, a third brain. Um, up when we're actually on the property yeah. is invaluable too. So, she brings
0: so much. Yeah. yeah. Bears repeating. And thank you for, for living with your mother-in-law in a one bedroom <laughs> apartment. That's pretty chill of you. Um, <laughs> That's it's, great. It's
1: complicated, but I'm very goal oriented. I'm very like thinking about the future and in pursuit of future goals. And this is a very big future goal. So I'm I'm often willing to sacrifice in the meantime for the sake of the future. And this is a case of that for sure. Cool. The other thing we do on this podcast is we smoke weed.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Listen to that. Have you hit
1: that yet? I haven't. I've been waiting because we have a bong now for the first time in Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, 10 years? It's been forever since we've had a water pipe.
0: Did we finally get sponsored or something?
1: No, my throat just started bothering me. I ha- also have a lot of like upper respiratory issues, allergies and stuff. And my throat was bothering me a little. And I was like, you know, I know we're in super duper saver mode right now. Again, see mother-in-law living with us in one bedroom apartment. Um,
0: but this was a $50 percolator. It was that's like not, $30. It's not bad. Yeah, we paid shipping. Yeah,
1: yeah. so it was worth it for healthier lungs slightly healthier lungs should hit
0: that already
1: and also i was excited about that good good sound effects uh for our podcast where we smoke weed
0: so yeah we bought this 10 acre property a little over a year ago uh we built a greenhouse we built a catchment basin we started digging some holes and planting some bulbs all over the place but now we have some exciting uh construction news to report
1: Yeah, we built our yurt platform.
0: Wow, cool. What's that?
1: (laughs) So a yurt platform is basically a deck that's round and insulated.
0: Does it have to be insulated?
1: No, it doesn't have to be insulated. It just has to
0: be round, right? Right,
1: but ours is insulated. And it it Mm -hmm. seems like, based on my research, most people choose to do insulation for theirs because it's just not that much additional expense. And the comfort that you get out of it, I think, is going to be way worth it the amount of money that you spent on insulation.
0: Yeah, which we'll talk about later, all yeah. the expenses. Right. Um, but you know, I guess the traditional way is probably just to set it on the ground. But mm-hmm. you, had, you know, you got to have some pretty level ground to make that work. Right. And I think what we're going to reveal here is that there are lots of ways to do it faster. But we did it really well, didn't we? Sure.
1: I mean, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> Uh, We're planning on buying a 16-foot yurt, so that means that our platform is 16 feet exactly in diameter. Uh, It took us four days of about... Two to three people. All three of us, the two of us, and Vince's mom were up there.
0: Someone had to keep the dog alive at all times, <laughs> and Someone there were you know other lunch. tasks happening. Yeah, Garrett
1: yeah. yeah. gardening, Cutting and I left wood. a little early, and you know all of these sorts of things. Um, so four days of like two, two and a half people, people, people let's twelve say, worker yeah.
0: days. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah.
1: Um, and how much did it end up costing in materials?
0: I'd say about two thousand dollars. Two thousand for, for the lumber so
1: and. So let's quick tabulate. Pure
0: blocks, concrete pure blocks mm-hmm. at the bottom, gravel around it. Yep. Um,
1: treated lumber.
0: Treated 4x4s four and treated 2x8s for anything that's going to yep. be facing the elements. Um, untreated or number two grade 2x6 uh, mm-hmm. for the joists. Mm-hmm. Um, some 2x4 in the mix. A little bit of 2x12 for the stair treads, which we'll talk about yep. later. Um
1: bunch of screws
0: bunch of screws. You got to fasten it all together. You need the three quarter inch, uh, OSB, uh-huh. um, a little plywood to make the drip edge mm-hmm. later. So we anticipated all that stuff and got an order for delivery, um, of $2,000.
1: Wow. Yeah. And it's a little weird cause we're in like super safer mode right now. Um, but I'm kind of fine with spending a thousand or two thousand dollars on material for the platform because I knew that it was coming. It's been part of the plan. but at the same time, like now I'm guilting myself for you know spending a hundred and twenty dollars instead of a hundred mm-hmm. at the grocery store. so it's it's sort of this weird place to be in where like I was fine with spending two thousand dollars on the Yurt platform. But also mm-hmm. I'm nickel and diming like I'm trying to use less toilet paper in my life, you know? Like Yeah. It's it's a weird in between zone to be in. But let's back up. So we've had this property for like a year and a half ish, built the greenhouse. We chose the site for where we want to put the yurt, maybe like six months ago or so, like last summer six maybe. Six to
0: nine we agreed probably. Yeah, this last summer early, I
1: think we we chose the spot and then for the last I don't know, three to four three months. months. We've um, been excavating.
0: Go up every, maybe one weekend a, a month mm-hmm. since I quit my job, maybe like a week every month right. now.
1: So it took us a while to do all of that digging. It was a lot of earth moving that we did to get the site ready. We were yeah. building into a hill. So basically we just cut out a whole section of the hill and made it level.
0: Yeah, nothing's totally flat there. So we probably right. scooped out um, like two cubic yards, maybe 50 cubic feet. Uh-huh and just moved it uh
1: <laughs> slightly to the side slightly
0: to the side you know out of frame
1: <laughs> and then you designed the platform
0: in yeah sketchup uh yes i did eventually do it in sketchup um i kind of start of course like i build it in my mind first
1: mm-hmm. in um, your mind palace in
0: my mind palace and then your mind workshop i like to do sketches well, those are really quick. It's really hard to, to like, get deep and in interface with technology, and sometimes all you need are, like, brush strokes to really get the idea uh-huh. going. Yeah. Um, so then I did it on graph paper, but then my brother really encouraged me to try rendering it in SketchUp, and I finally did this time. Again, because I quit my job, I just spent, like, a 40-hour week, <laughs> like, learning SketchUp and drawing this thing. Worth it, man. Thing. Worth it. And, yeah, my approach to it is, like, if this is a piece of software designed to, like, give you exact measurements, um, designed to render something perfectly the way you're going to build it, it should be able to, like, make me a cut list, right? Yeah. Um. So that was the challenge my brother gave to me, his, mm-hmm. his measurements, because his is always determined in field. You right. know, you draw it pretty close and sketch up. You don't worry about it. And you just say, you're going to measure it in field and build it. But again, because of the money thing, and because I am like really uptight, <laughs> um, it's the exacting, g- exacting. It's the German in me, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I, wasn't going to stand for measuring in field or cutting things long. I needed to know exactly yeah. how much lumber I needed.
1: Right. And so your brother said, well, if you think you can use the tools, use SketchUp and get a, that precise of a cut list that you don't need to measure in field, show me. Show me, prove yourself.
0: Yeah. And I'm and proud to totally say, did. yeah, yeah. Overall, in, in any dimension, we were no more than 330 seconds off Rad. Uh, what it was in SketchUp
1: that's a small measurement
0: pretty small yeah i cut everything like maybe an eighth of an inch short i would round down to the nearest eighth inch mm-hmm. just because there's always a little little gap a sure. little warp on the wood right
1: yeah nothing perfect yeah in yeah. three dimensions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so then after that after we did all the digging we dug post holes and put in concrete blocks yep pier blocks
0: Yeah, um, maybe it's a little loophole to get around permitting. But if you do a a precast concrete block, um, they're pretty affordable. And it's a lot less work than like pouring Pouring concrete, which, you know, would be a lot more permanent anyway. Mm -hmm. We're not going to dig these things up, but we could. We could. So, yeah, threw some pier blocks in. We got the kind with the metal straps on them already for 4x4s, another Mm -hmm. little convenience there. Dumped some gravel around it, probably around a thousand pounds of gravel overall, like 20 bags mm-hmm. um, to secure seven posts. And the next step was to get some pressure treated four by fours. That's where I got to use my bunyip and cut right. all of the yeah, four x fours to episode. the exact yep. same height. So all of that was prior to our last visit, our most recent visit. So my mom and I left Tuesday morning. Yep. Uh, got up to the property between like noon and one, dropped off what we needed to from the car, and then drove down to town and hit our favorite hardware store yes. h and l
1: h and l not sponsoring us yet, but they should
0: yeah, they should, but yeah, we placed the order it was like thirteen hundred dollars uh-huh. of lumber yeah, and they delivered it
1: and and they they followed you up right because yeah, our property is like a little tricky to find so we had it's part car- of the point
0: yeah we had to caravan up there uh-huh. i drove there drove to h&l and met the guy and he followed me up and then they charge an extra handling fee if they have to like help you unload it so uh-huh. they just like dump it off the back of the truck
1: uh-huh
0: um i made sure to tip the guy anyway uh-huh. so that he'd keep his mouth shut
1: about <laughs> where the property yeah, was yeah he
0: was like yeah this is really remote yeah don't tell your friends. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was a compliment. Um, Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So yeah, he just dumped it off the truck and then my mom and I spent the rest of the afternoon hauling it from the clearing over to the yurt site. It's like 400 feet as the crow flies, but 600 feet on the driveway up and down and the lumber was wet too. Mm. Like, I don't know if it was fresh from the mill or just because it had rained a lot. Um, But yeah, those 16 footer two by sixes pretty heavy. So we did like one or two of those by hand and then we're just like nuts to this we've got a subaru uh-huh. you know we don't have the roof rack attachment so it's kind of sketchy but we move the sheets two at a time uh-huh. and then we got the 16 footers in there and that's really really sketchy you I mean, gotta you're have just driving really slowly, really slowly down your own yeah.
1: path you know in your own property
0: yeah you got to have someone in the back though holding it all down <laughs> you should really only do like two at a time <laughs> Uh, But yeah, we got it all moved. That took all afternoon and that's, that was exhausting work too. Yeah, I bet.
1: I'm glad I didn't have to be there for that. That (laughs) sounds exhausting.
0: Yeah. So that night just kind of reviewed the cut list and the order of operations. Um, Ready to
1: hit the ground running. Hit the
0: ground running. But I knew Amy wanted to help and Amy wanted to document it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to do too much work without her there. We did have to get a few other, like, insulation. We didn't have room for that at the Uh time. And, you know, we were gonna maybe get it somewhere else. So, a couple more trips into town to the hardware store, and then when you got up there, we got serious.
1: Yeah, so I drove up on Friday, and we jumped in first thing Saturday morning. So you had all the lumber there.
0: Yeah, and I'd done, I'd been kind of cutting it, made a few cuts
1: the day before. Right, so we started by screwing in the outside frame, which, like we said, were a pressure-treated two by eights.
0: Yeah, kind of screwed those into the pressure-treated four-by-four four mm-hmm. posts.
1: And so because it's a circle, mm-hmm. that kind of makes it a little tricky to create, right? So you went with an sort of octagon shape? Hexagon. hexagon yeah. Hexagon shape. Um, so you want to talk for a second about like how you did that and what the angle
0: yeah. You know, the trickiness
1: with the angles You know, and stuff. in
0: theory, an, an octagon may have been easier. It's 45 degree angles. Most mm-hmm. of the time in carpentry, like you're dealing with 90s and that's the challenge. How do you have a well-supported floor that's 360 degrees, you mm-hmm. know, a circle? That's right. weird. So I figured, you know, yeah, a hexagon, a dodecagon would provide even more support. But a hexagon is a pretty solid approximation.
1: So we got the outside frame, the hexagon, in place, screwed that in, mm-hmm. um, and then we screwed in the interior joists.
0: Yeah, we were cutting some two-by-sixes, yep. untreated, because they're all interior and right. under the floor.
1: I used a, a drill. I feel really good about how hands-on I was through this whole thing. Got a lot of uh, tool hours under my belt, as they say, For Sure. on both the drill and the impact driver. My legs hurt a lot from all the crouching and weird positions and my arms hurt from holding and using the drill so much but it was worth it. I really I really felt good about how how much of a of a team project this was. For
0: sure, and I think the record will reflect that. I was off to the side like doing all the cuts, but I feel like you and my mom really did most of the assembly and like got a good like working rhythm going yeah
1: well we wouldn't have been able to screw in all of the boards if they weren't exactly the right they length, weren't so. spot on yeah and as we were doing the joists, the two by sixes we left a little bit of a gap on one side because we're planning on putting a cellar in later
0: yeah uh one half of the platform was pretty straightforward just straight joist over to the hexagon frame but on the other side we had some kind of tricky framing and blocking because we want to put in uh hatch, that's about like two feet by three mm-hmm. feet. So we had to kind of frame it differently on the other side and provide extra support. Cause you're normally supposed to have like 16 to 24 inches between your supports. Mm. And when you have a hatch and a floor, you don't have that anymore. You've right, got right. this, you know, same thing with windows and doors. So yeah. you got to like beef it up around the outside.
1: Got it. Yeah. We figured it'll be nice in the summer when it's, you know, a hundred degrees to have an under yurt space that i mean a we can just draw up air to cool Mm -hmm. off the yurt but b we can also use as a cellar as a you know food storage pantry area that's a little cooler than the rest of the area
0: kind of a consistent temperature where it's not going to get wet because we do spend a lot of time every day like Mm -hmm. moving things around to shady spots and then bringing them at night for the animals so this space underneath pretty much going to be closed off like right now it's open because we just built it right we're going to kind of build down from the frame Mm -hmm. to close it off and it's a fair amount of storage under there yeah as much as we dug out
1: yeah i'm excited to see how it works once we're it's all put together and functional yeah so then on the second day your mom and i did all the bridging a word i learned (laughs) um while you cut all the little pieces of wood
0: yeah i mean you You got the frame on the outside. Um, Sometimes that's called like a hanger joist or a ledger, I think. And then you have joists running across. And then if you really want to build it solid and you don't want um, your individual boards to twist back and forth when you step across, you know, the creaky floor thing, Mm -hmm. um, usually bridging helps that. So that was another thing my brother encouraged us to do and totally worth the extra, you know, 100 bucks maybe for extra lumber to put in bridging. Yeah,
1: every 32 inches?
0: Yeah, roughly, depending on, you know, the distance to the frame.
1: Cool. Then on the third day, he rose again. (laughs) Um, We laid down insulation, um, which was paper-backed glass wool.
0: Yeah, this is another one where my familiarity from construction is like the pink stuff, the pink fiberglass stuff, paper-backed, pretty easy to install. It's kind of pricey. It's like a dollar a foot, you know, worth the investment, whatever it is. But Traditional
1: pink insulation? Yeah,
0: traditional pink foam insulation. Uh, well, there's also solid foam insulation, the Pink Panther stuff. Mm. Um, but this is like the the puffy fiberglass stuff. But, you know, it's got an environmental legacy of its own of like formaldehyde and uh-huh. like weird adhesives that they use. And the fiberglass ain't great. Yeah. Um, so we just tried... You know, Ace didn't have the pink stuff. So I was like, I'll just try it, H&L. And they sent us outside. uh, They have like this back shed where they keep all the really big cuts of lumber in bulk. And we saw this stuff that was really kind of, like it was open on one end and and really looked kind of dirty and dusty, like it'd been (laughs) sitting in a barn. We're like, well, this is what they have. And, you know, we need it today. And it it looks like it's going to work. It's paperbacked. And later on reading it, uh it's this Knopf brand KNAUF Eco Bat and it's way more ecologically friendly. Yay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we cut and stapled in the insulation to the whole frame. Um and later your mom crawled underneath the whole thing and stapled half inch hardware cloth to the underside of the insulation to protect it, keep it from falling out. And most importantly, to keep it from rodents, because we have a bit of a rat problem on our property. They sort of tear up anything that is even remotely nest yeah. adjacent. so.
0: You wouldn't think, like, glass wool would be very uh, oh, fun to I, chew on, but Sure, great but I'm sure they would love to make a nest out of it. They would so, figure yeah. out that it's good insulation.
1: So we stapled hardware cloth to the underside to, yeah. to keep the rodents out. Um, And then, after we finished all of the insulation, we laid down plywood for the actual floor.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, actually, OSB, um, but same concept, sheet good. Oriented strand board.
1: All right, so sort of like the press board, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bunch of like
1: chips pressed together into a board.
0: Yeah, pressed together wood chips, which is really strong, you know, because of the change in in direction Uh of the fibers. Um, even stronger than plywood, where they just alternate back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really resistant to warping and absorbing moisture because it's pumped full of formaldehyde, I think. Okay. So we didn't make the uh, environmentally solid decision there, but, you know, it's solid.
1: Yeah, well, you do the best you can. Yeah. Um, so it's three-quarter inch OSB yep. and four-by-eight sheets. Yep. So after after we guess at that point, I had to get back down to LA. So that was three and a half days, basically. Um And I had to get back down to LA before too long because I had clients waiting on me and blah, blah, blah. So you and your mom finished putting in all the OSB flooring down and maybe most exciting, cut it into the circle.
0: Yeah, that was really fun. I've cut, you know, circles in wood before and it's really fun to... to... Not
1: 16 feet, I bet.
0: No, and this is, you know, the big difference. Yeah. Um, I've used a jigsaw before because you need to make this kind of tight, curving cut that a normal saw blade you know, wants to be straight as it's cutting. Um, so it's always really fun to build a jig where you you know, screw a piece of wood, a long piece of wood, into uh, the top of whatever you want to cut, into the top center of what you want to cut, and then you can kind of push it around in a circle. Um, And you can hold your tool against the end of that long board and kind of cut a big circle around and just have a screw in the middle like that. It pivots around Mm -hmm. or whatever. But the company were buying the yurt from the platforms they've built. The, The guy said he uses a skill saw. So I decided to try it and it worked out pretty well. I put the guide of my skill saw against the end of that two by four and pushed it around the outside as it cut and it it cut a really clean curve.
1: Big old circle. Yep. It's starting to look like it's ready for a yurt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What all do we have left to do? We still have to do the drip edge, um, which is a piece of plywood that goes all around the outside edge of the yurt, it kind of sticks up a little bit above and below, I think, to attach the yurt itself and keep moisture from getting inside. Right.
0: We also have to do the finished flooring. Right, we're not going to walk around on OSB. Right, so we got to go through that same process of laying it down. Uh, we want to go with bamboo because it's kind of our aesthetic so mm-hmm. far, and it's a little more sustainable and cheap. And cheap, um, but it's it's a little more susceptible to expansion and contraction. Uh-huh. So you're always supposed to put a little gap in the flooring. We put like an eighth inch gap between our OSB sheets, and so we're probably going to do the same thing when we lay down our uh, bamboo flooring. Yeah but then we have to do the circle cut thing again because wherever we get is going to be in like 40 inch right. long by five inch planks or something.
1: Sure, but we can talk about that when we talk about yeah, it, when yeah. we actually do it. So we
0: got to do the finished flooring still, yeah. but haven't purchased that yet. Got to do that, then attach the drip edge and then we can get the yurt. Then we can actually order the yurt and install it.
1: I mean, at this point, I think it's like a six to eight week construction process. So in a perfect world we would order it now-ish, giving us, you know, I think six to eight weeks, we could put in that finished flooring for sure. Mm -hmm. However, as mentioned, our money situation is a little up in the air right now. None of us have a full-time job. And so we're kind of waiting to see, you know, what happens with our taxes and what happens with the stimulus Stimulus and just kind of making sure that, you know, we literally have enough money to buy a 16-foot year right now. But It's a very uncertain world Mm -hmm. now more than ever. And it'd be nice to have several thousand, you know, cushion. So we're not totally screwed. We put our entire life savings into a yurt. And now, you know, then something bad happens. So hopefully soon we'll be able to make that call. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than the flooring and the rest of the cellar, we don't have that much more to do before we can just buy the yurt. But there is more stuff to do with the cellar. Why don't you talk about that for a second?
0: Yeah, we might not have a lot of money, but we've got a lot of time right uh-huh. now. So I can spend my time, you know, working on that cellar. Yeah, I did cut the stair risers, mm-hmm. um, or stringers, whatever you want to call them the thing that the steps sit on um, and installed that and it's pretty solid uh, attached to the frame. Uh, but need to add the stair treads the steps
1: uh-huh. um we're thinking about doing like a drawer thing yeah. right each of the stairs being a drawer to mm-hmm. to conserve space i mean
0: all of this can even happen after we get the yurt true, um true. but yeah having pull out drawers in the front of each mm-hmm. step for storage uh, where it should stay kind of cool so yeah still need to finish the stairs cut the hatch right insulate the hatch mm-hmm. cover it with hardware cloth
1: Got to figure out whether it's going to be like a on a string. You got to have a hinge in there so you can open it from the inside. Handle and a and,
0: hinge. And yeah. do you want to be rolling over or stepping over this handle or hinge? How do you get it, right. you know, flush with the with the finished floor? Yeah, of the so year? that'll be a little, a little design
1: challenge. But we're yeah. up to it, obviously. Yeah, it'll be
0: fun. But that's it. Like we made a yurt platform we
1: made a yurt platform we did it
0: we had a vision and we made it happen
1: it's pretty cool to like look at your design on sketchup and then look at the picture of real life and be like oh yeah that's that's the same thing yeah we turned those pixels into three dimensional objects
0: yeah it went according to plan (laughs) yay it was pretty cool
1: yeah it might have taken slightly longer than i was hoping i didn't really know how long it would Mm -hmm. take but Based on what I've seen other people do, I was hoping we could get it done in like one to two days, not four days. But it was ever thus.
0: Yeah, and I had fun the whole time. Good. I really enjoy taking my time and not feeling the pressure of, you know, having to finish the job, you know, in one day or something.
1: Right. I especially wanted to make it not fast, but like efficient because I wanted to do a time-lapse video. This is like the most impressive thing that we've done on the property so far, I think, um, and lends itself the most to a time-lapse. But of course that was, (laughs) that was its own whole thing. It wasn't easy to get the camera set up So both of us have, you know, old-ish phones with not super great cameras and all of this stuff that we're doing on the property is so, important to us and I want to be able to share pictures of it with everybody you know and post it on Instagram and share it with friends and family and whatever so I kind of have been feeling frustrated by our camera phones lately they just aren't cutting it
0: blurry low res bad exposure right
1: so on a whim I decided to ask my parents if they still had their old digital camera you know how we used to have digital cameras instead of just cameras on our phones and they did so they sent it to me in the mail it's probably from I don't know twenty. 15 or something. Yeah, they're bouts. And so we, we started using that, which is fun and exciting. But we also were able to use it to set up this time-lapse video kind of.
0: We had to MacGyver it we a We really bit. had to MacGyver it. It doesn't have there a were continuous pieces of wood and yeah, rubber bands, rubber and, bands tape and tape and involved. Buttons involved, like a lot of different shit. But yeah, it has a continuous shooting feature but you have to hold the button right
1: down. yeah it doesn't have a time lapse time lapse feature just a continuous shooting feature so we had to find a way to keep the button that uh it's not trigger what is it the oh, shutter the, the, the button you push yeah isn't that the shutter, the shutter? okay well i thought well, the shutter front, is the, the thing actual thing physical yeah the clicker aperture yeah the yeah. clicker yeah we had to we had to hold the clicker down yeah. um
0: the dang clicker
1: <laughs> so First, we tried... I sent along some shirt buttons to put on the button to depress it with which
0: a... Which I lost right which away. Which you lost
1: immediately.
0: immediately.
1: Um, and instead, you used some of these, like, glue-on jewels yeah. that I have glued to my shoes and keep shedding. So there were just some on the ground, I assume. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're really easy to find when you drop them.
1: Because they're sparkly. Yep. Some of
0: those and so a piece of wood to hold the... Hold Uh the sequin to the shutter button, and then a
1: couple of rubber bands to hold the wood to the sequin to
0: the shutter. And then you just have to run away and hope for the best Uh. before it blows. But it was cool. it Took picture every like two seconds. Yeah, something like
1: that. So we ended up with over the course of four days worth of work, like I don't know, twenty thousand pictures, more than that. Yeah, you you more like fifty thousand pictures. I think a A lot. lot of pictures.
0: It was a lot of work to edit, I bet. Yeah,
1: it, it was about four hours to just turn the pictures into a time-lapse video yesterday and then about another four hours to, like, edit the video and turn it into a real video today. But it was so worth it. I I really, I knew it was a pain in the ass as we were doing it, but I knew it was going to be worth it. And now watching this, like, three-minute video of us building from scratch this Yurt platform, it was definitely worth it. It's very cool. I'll I'll post it on YouTube um and link to it so you guys can watch it cuz i think it's it's more instructive than us talking for 45 minutes could possibly be
0: Is there any way to get um a Benny Hill soundtrack exported
1: That's the da 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 Yeah.
0: Just thinking about it I think I think that I'll do an outtake. Okay, cool. Yeah, a
1: couple pratfalls. Mhm. Yeah.
0: The one where we accidentally build the yurt on the neighbor's property and have (laughs) to dig it all up and move it.
1: Slow down the part where Dickens fell through the insulation. It's so fast in the time lapse video that you can't even tell what's happening. But at one point, Dickens jumped up unbeknownst to us behind our backs. Jumped up onto the OSB when we were in the middle of screwing it to the platform, and, and I was
0: really proud of him for figuring that uh-huh. part out. he had but to then he... jump on
1: a boulder and yeah. then onto and the then platform. And then he got onto
0: the OSB, and you know we both thought it was kind of cute. But then he just kind of kept walking and didn't realize that the insulation is yeah. only seconds on.
1: later. He trotted over <laughs> oh. to the insulation and fell straight on through. <laughs>
0: He was, yeah, he was fine he was
1: fine and the insulation was fine two
0: feet the insulation broke his fall
1: but boy oh boy Ugh. babysitting that dog while operating yeah. power tools was a whole other uh-huh. it, it brought it from like an an eight out of ten challenge to a nine and a half out of ten uh-huh. challenge yeah the camera also... added the other 0. 0.5 so uh-huh. 10 out of 10 challenge
0: he also just wants to protect you from power tools. So yeah. you you're like you buzz the drill and he'll he'll come bark and try to running. bite it. Ugh, yeah. Not
1: helpful. You have to
0: be pretty careful around him. No.
1: But, but we are. Of yeah. course. We love him very much.
0: Uh, so what else?
1: Yeah, what else did you do while well, you were up north this week? Um, that was the main thing. That was the big thing for sure.
0: Uh you and I brought up that piece of furniture you found
1: oh, right right i was walking around home around la um and saw this surprisingly nice writing desk on the side of the road
0: it's like a glass top and everything yeah like and like wood. the same
1: kind of dark wood that the mm-hmm. rest of your mom's furniture is which is going to go in the yurt and i thought yeah. mm, we need a small classy desk to pick, to, to put in there i've been sort of struggling a little bit lately and so i you know i saw it and i took a picture of it but i didn't really expect to do anything with it i didn't have the spoons to do anything Mm -hmm. with
0: it but she came home and told me about it Uh and showed you the picture we gotta get this now you (laughs) got if you want now or never yeah you just gotta do it someone else is gonna get it right not a scratch on it and on a glass top too and yeah the just the the framing of it was so cool like z legs instead of like you know standalone right, legs
1: right so yeah That's we really cool. jumped in the car and vince threw it in and
0: left it in the yaris because i couldn't figure out how to dissemble it it's uh-huh. too well built so we just left it as an entire thing and amy had to pack up all her stuff around, around it, it for the drive up north and then we took it to the storage unit yeah
1: so on my way back down to la vince came with me uh, in the Subaru, and we we loaded the the writing desk into our storage unit. So mm-hmm. now it's ready to go in the yurt when the yurt so is cool. up. Yeah, yeah, I can't
0: wait to start furnishing that. Uh, but yeah, while we were up there, what else? Oh, my grandpa and my uncle visited. Yeah,
1: that's random. As yeah, they say it was
0: super random, uh, really wild and super cool. My grandpa's ninety four, but he's still getting around. He lives in California now with my uncle. In
1: San Diego. In
0: San Diego. And like he moved out here during the pandemic. So it's just, yeah, he just moved out
1: here like less than a year ago. Yeah,
0: none of us could have seen our lives where where they are today and he's he's no exception to yeah. that. So yeah, here he is now in California. They finally made the like six hour drive up from San Diego, got a hotel and came to visit, but our phones don't work so My uncle just kind of figured out how to get there on his own and then like came yelling for us. He said, well, at one point,
1: this is why you plan things. (sighs) I
0: called you. I'm like, oh, my phone doesn't work. He said, no, I called your name in the clearing. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah.
1: 10 acres. It's hard to hear.
0: Yeah. And we were listening to music Um, and rock and we finally, you know, clambered up, swashbuckled over to the (laughs) yurt site somehow. But yeah, it was super cool. Your grandpa in the car. Yeah. Grandpa was waiting in the car. Yeah, it was really good to see him finally, you know, get some other members of the family there. Yeah, yeah, nobody from my family seen it, but... Yeah, a couple people in my family now. Yeah, it was really nice to to make a camping lunch and just show him how we live up there.
1: Yeah, do you think they got it? Or do you think they were... I mean, obviously they got it enough to want to Mm -hmm. come visit, but it seems like a lot of people don't quite... Yeah. yeah. Why we would want to do all that work.
0: And it was cool to see my grandpa's journey with that because I guess on the way up, he had said, I don't know why they want to live so far out. There's nothing to do here. Um, And Define I thought do. you know, as a farmer, he'd appreciate, but I think by the end of it, he really did like how much of it we're just like living every day, taking care of ourselves and taking care of each other and like making your own firewood and like.
1: Well, and yeah, there's nothing and... there. That's the point. So we can make the things we yeah, want there just can, the way that we want them. You can
0: eke out your own existence instead of having to take this, like, displaced route of, you know, working for money to buy a space to live, to buy things to put in it, to sleep on, buy things to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to, like, close that circle a little bit. Yeah. And I think by the end of the visit, my grandpa got it. Like, they're just having fun. <laughs> this is, this is Cool. Cool. Yeah.
1: So let's see, anything else? You covered the yurt platform in a couple layers of plastic yeah. to protect it, right? Took
0: a few more pictures, put our off cuts on top, and then yeah, I got a big sheet of plastic to wrap over the top. Like I said, is pretty water resistant, but it's not waterproof and we put too much work in that to Right. Just and let it's been raining it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, it's the rainy season, snows sometimes too. So we wanted to just cover it up a little bit.
1: So yeah, I guess the next steps are gonna be working more on that hatch and the drip edge. The drip edge and putting Finished in that flooring. flooring. And then I mean at some point we're gonna to need to pull that trigger. Yeah we just need to figure out when we feel financially secure mm-hmm. enough to make a eight to nine thousand dollar purchase.
0: Come on, gumment.
1: Oh god. You gotta come through yeah. for us.
0: Do one thing this month.
1: It was hard to save the like, you know. Fifty to $60,000, obviously, that it took to buy the 10 acres in the first place. And ever since we bought it a year and a half ago, we've been saving and saving. And you worked so hard last year. You worked more than 40 hours a week, for sure. Most
0: of the time, yeah.
1: And now we've saved about a year's worth, but...
0: I think so. Yeah. But we're saving a little slower these days.
1: Right. So... We will, we'll keep you updated, but it's super exciting that we've made this really big step and built this really big thing.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe.
0: Stay safe. Love you.
1: Bye.